Hello, I'm Ed. This is the Faith in Kids podcast. Well, that's great news. <laughs> what number is this, Jam? This is episode 13. Hello, I'm Jam, by the way. Hello. Uh, episode 13. And look, this isn't going to make you sad, but this is the last one we're doing in this series. That's right. This is the end of season one. If, yes. this, were, if this were a box set, it, it, it would be called season one. And you could argue that the reason for that is simply we've got to the end of Luke's gospel. Yeah, so blame him. <laughs> if he had gone on yeah. to explain the day he'd had with his mum, cleaning yeah. up, yeah. tidying his bedroom. Although actually, yeah. as we know, Luke did write another gospel. He wrote Acts. He did. He wrote season two. He did. So the second box set might yeah. well be coming out soon. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be doing some more of these in the future. He wrote the he wrote them as long as they could be. Right. Apparently Luke and Acts, he yeah. got like there's a standard length of manuscript that you go down to manuscript corner shop. Yeah. And there's a standard length he properly wrote from the top left corner to the bottom right corner for Luke and Acts. Wow. And that's why they are both slightly longer, but about the same length. Oh, is that right? That's why they're that length. Because that's what scrolls came in. Yes. Oh, wow. I love the idea of a standard length of scroll. Yeah. Well, I, that, I well, just thought you just sort of stitched bits of animal hide together. Today, today. we are looking at the last four verses Luke wrote. Okay. Where he tells us what happened after the resurrection. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you right now what how did happen, mm-hmm. because I think if you had to guess, you know, Jesus come back, his mates are, are terrifically excited. Yeah. It's here. He's alive. Yeah. Let's go do this. Yeah. What's going to be the next thing that happens? Or not, what is the last thing that happens? You're not expecting this. You're not. No. Well, so let's not spoil it. No, I'm not going to. So, so, but do you have some fun facts for I, me? I really do. Yeah, and you might guess what we're talking about after I tell you. These are all to do with flying. Okay, fun facts to do with flying. Right. Okay. And while I'm thinking of them, Jam, I'd, I would like you to think about your first flight, your oh. failed flight. I've, I've personally never flown with my arms. I've been on planes that have flown. Okay. Well, let's start with that human-powered flight. Okay. Okay. There is something that happens called a a, a Flugtag, which is German for flying day. Okay. There's a competition now in a number of countries. Yeah. Where people jump off a 10 metre high board and see how far they can travel. Yeah. Normally into water. Yeah. Sorry, always into water, yeah. Jam. That's a helpful addition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the record holder at the moment is a group of people called the Chicken Whisperers, right. who were five men and women dressed as giant chickens. Right. And they launched their friend off this board and they travelled 78 metres. Wow. Which is not dissimilar to, I don't know, a short football pitch. Well, that's not bad, uh, is it? Re- if I'm honest, I've seen the video of it. Okay. They really had a hang glider. Okay, right. Fair enough. But they still did well, most of them. Yeah. If, if you're ever bored, you can look for videos of people on Flugtag. Flugtag. And they're mostly just people running off a large diving board yeah. and getting wet outdoors is great. How adults can maintain straight faces in front of kids when adults do things like this, yes, I frankly true. don't get it. I don't think It's not fair, to. is it, kids? I hope you've all seen your dads and mums you know, laugh so much they're no longer fully in control of themselves. Yeah. It's a good thing to see. I remember my dad, my dad telling a joke and he laughed. He was laughing so hard during the joke. It was virtually impossible to hear what the joke was. <laughs> one, one point, he, one thing he said during the joke was he laughed so much. He was just saying, I'm laughing so much because I know how it ends. <laughs> it was great. But suffice to say, there was no possible way the joke could be as funny as he found it. 
But the extent to which he found that joke funny was in itself memorably hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Now, I used to be an engineer, so I do find flight. Flight is really a miracle. It is. So if I tell you, Jam, that it, that a jumbo jet weighs the same as 66 elephants... Wow. So if I said to you, let's make 66 elephants fly, yeah. you, what would you say, Jam? Forget it. Yeah, no, not possible. No. Stop being silly. You're, you're mad. Yes. Yeah, not That's, on my watch. It is totally incredible. Pointless. That a lump of metal yeah. as heavy as 66 elephants yeah. can fly. Finally, there is a man in Britain, he's called Richard Browning, and he's invented a suit for flying, totally on his own, okay. with engines strapped to his ankles and his arms. Oh, I might have seen this. It's incredible. And uh, you can buy his suit. It's available in Selfridges, I'm told, for £360,000. Wow. But I just want to encourage... You can't get get that on points. But think how many points you'd get if you got that on nectar points or something. And I want to encourage us that his top speed he's achieved in his rocket suit Mm. is 30 miles an hour. And I would say, children, if you had a very clear road and were going downhill a bit, you could do more than that on your bike. Yeah. I'm not totally sure about that, but I think that's true. Yeah, you might be able to, yeah. Okay. So I just want to encourage you, don't strap yourself into a jet engine and fly. Just get on your bike. Just get on your bike. Yeah. And and make noises. (laughs) Make make zooming noises. (laughs) And come on, who hasn't done that? Who hasn't done that? Anyone who doesn't do that, I think there's something wrong with them. Okay, so the challenge for this week is get on your bike. Go as fast as you can and make noises if you are a jet engine. Okay. Parental advisory. Yeah. Wear a helmet. Yes. Um, I, you don't need to say don't do this at home. If you have an accident, please don't blame me. And don't tell us about it either. No, don't. No. But I think it's good. Yeah. Anyway, today we are looking at flight. Okay. And that's because, here's the surprising thing. In today's story, Jesus actually flies. It's... <laughs> We don't we don't tend to put it like that. We we say ascend into heaven, don't we? Ah, oh, come on. But no, but I agree. It is. I don't think we fully understand how incredibly yeah. weird it is. He didn't glide, no. so he didn't jump off something and glide. Yeah, uh, nothing was powering him. He just went up. Yeah. on his own. Yeah. into the clouds. And the disciples were thinking, "I thought I'd seen everything." Yeah, but what? I know. And they'd been around Jesus for so long, that's not even what Luke tells us. Luke yeah. does not say, you'll never get... Honestly, he flew. Yeah. I know you don't believe me. Yeah. He did actually fly. Yeah. Luke wants to tell us, really, how wonderful Jesus is and how much they sang songs to God that day. So we should probably read the Bible and we should do our segment that is originally called... Jam Reads the Bible. So uh, we are on day 32 of the Wonder of Easter. Um, so this is the last instalment, a podcast instalment of our Wonder of Easter thing. It's day 32. It's page 107. If you have no idea what the Wonder of Easter is, then listen to earlier episodes because this isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. Not that it's made that much sense to begin but, with. But I also want to say it doesn't need to make that much sense because you just need Luke 24 open. Just open Luke 24 verses 50 to 53. As Jam reads this... Can you please listen out for what the disciples did first after saying goodbye to Jesus? You might be thinking now, if you're going to say goodbye to Jesus, what would you do after you said goodbye? I think it's surprising what the disciples did. Jesus led his followers out of Jerusalem almost to Bethany. He raised his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he was separated from them and carried into heaven. They worshipped him and then went back to the city very happy. They stayed in the temple all the time, praising 
God. So what happens now is you could get out a copy of The Wonder of Easter and turn to the page and do the study. Page 108. Yeah. There's a question for everyone. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Unless... Yes. um, It might not be the time. If you are currently being shot out of a cannon... Yes. Or unaided flight... Yeah. If you're on flugtag... Yes. And you are falling towards water... I think you're struggling to certainly. Have, I mean, have a go, but you won't have time before you hit the water. If the crowds are cheering, yeah, I want to encourage it. Yeah. Get out, wonder of Easter, and wave that wildly as you fly. Absolutely, but we don't have laminated copies yet. So, um, but otherwise, if that's not you, you can pretty much do it. So, get a get a copy of the Wonder of Easter from the Good Book Company or from Amazon, and uh, and try it. So, um, but if you've already got that, off you go. Okay, still with us? We get to the bit now where we can do our own little mini study uh, with the podcast, as it were, with a segment called Ed's Got Questions. Ed's Got Questions. That's when I say Ed's Got Questions. Ed's Got Questions. So here I go. Ed's Got Questions. Are you ready? Here they are. Did you spot what the last thing Jesus did for his friends was before he left them? Before he left them, what was it he did? Because if you work that out... It helps you know what Jesus was thinking about them and also what he thinks about us. The second question is, this is the only time, surely, ever, where a group of people have said goodbye to the person they love the most and they seem to be happier when he's gone. They are so happy. They sing songs, they cheer, they shout. So the question is, why? Why were they that happy to see Jesus going? My little clue is if you know where he's going to and what he's going to do there, it will help you understand why they were so happy. Okay, have a chat and we'll speak to you in a minute. We're going to go into a sketch now, and this is a sketch that actually I wrote and recorded a couple of years ago. And so it's about, it starts with the ascension and then ends up being the disciples talking in a slightly, um, slightly odd way, which I think people might, might enjoy. It's a bit of fun. Hopefully it's what I like about sketches like this is it just makes us realize that the disciples were all human. They weren't strange ethereal beings. They were just like me and you, and they just witnessed their their friend their hero their their savior go off into heaven and that is a bit weird and there it? must have been a moment where they all looked at each other and thought oh crumbs what do we do now yeah 
So the sketch is part of a longer thing that I wrote in 2017 called A Monk's Tale, which I know sounds a bit of a long way around. But there's a show that I wrote about Martin Luther and uh, the 95 Theses, which was the 500th anniversary celebrated in 2017. So Give I, us a moment of church history, Jam. What did Martin Luther do that was so brilliant? So in, in 1517, Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses to the door of Wittenberg Cathedral. And that... That is one of the most important events of the last thousand years. Uh, why? I kid you not. What was, what was on his bit of paper that he nailed to a door? Well, what it begun was a process called the Reformation, which meant that people actually went back to see what the Bible actually said. And he was the one who said, do you know what you need more than anything else? You need Jesus. Yeah. And anyone, yeah. including children, can do that. Yeah, exactly. Here we are, 500 years later, living Luther's dream. Absolutely. Helping children to open the Bible for themselves. So the show's all about that, um, but also lots of sketches and funny things about what the church was like 500 years ago, but also including sketches like this one that you're about to hear. So uh, here we go. When Jesus had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Peter, look. Jesus is floating up into the air. What? Oh, yeah. Where is he going? I don't really know. Is he coming back, or...? Uh, he's gone behind the cloud. And he's gone. Bye, Jesus. Bye, Jesus! Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Well, that was weird. Yeah. He predicted his betrayal, his death and his resurrection, but not this. Not true. You shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before. Me, chapter 6, verse 63. Thanks, John. Do not touch me, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. Me, chapter 20, verse 17. Yes, all right, we should have seen it coming. Either way, it's not going to be the same without Jesus around. Nope, but crack on. Time to return to Jerusalem with great joy. Come on, let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who died, rose again and put you in charge? Well, um... Yeah, no offence, Peter, but I'd always seen John as the natural next in line, so... What? Yeah. Seriously? Well, unaccustomed as I am to public speaking, I'm sure I could run things for a while. As long as everyone was fine with that. Yeah. No, why should you be in charge? Don't want to have to say this, but I'm John the disciple whom Jesus loved? It does say that in the Bible. Yeah, mostly in your gospel, so it's a bit biased if you ask me. But he did love me. A lot, so... Yeah, Jesus did love you, John, a lot, but he kind of loved everyone. Like, loving people was sort of his thing. Look, uh, nameless disciple. <gasps> Thaddeus! Oh, if you're going to be in charge, you could at least remember my name! Don't worry, Thaddeus. John's not going to be in charge. I am. Sorry, why would Jesus put you in charge? You're a fisherman. Yeah, a good guy to have around in a crisis. Except in the last crisis, when Jesus was being crucified, you denied him three times. Thank you so much for bringing that up. cock a doo too soon. So, shall we return to Jerusalem with great joy? Yeah, all right, all right then. Great. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want more of it, you can go to amonkstale.net and you can get details about where you can get it on audio CD. And that's something to shove in the car and listen to over the summer or something like that. Um, why not?
So we're nearly done for this episode and we're nearly done really for this whole season. If you have enjoyed this series of podcasts, we're very pleased. And um, it would be lovely if you could leave us a comment on iTunes to say how much you enjoyed it, because that helps us get discovered by other people who might like this too. You could also just recommend us to a human being rather than to a computer or an algorithm. You could actually say, hey, my friend Steve, Jeff, Peggy, Lucy, um, Borat would enjoy this. Why not uh, send them a link to it and just go, here are 13 episodes or something you can listen to in the car with your family or whatever. Um, That would be a nice thing to do. It's like you're giving them a gift, but it costs you nothing. Isn't Mm. that great? Um, But the other thing they could do is follow us uh, on Twitter or Facebook so that you find out about the podcast we're going to do over the summer and hopefully in Advent as well. But also you could join the mailing list. That would be the best thing to do, wouldn't it? Ed, how can they join the mailing list? Go to faithinkids.org and you will sign up to hear from us. And when we next drop a load of box sets of podcasts, we'll certainly let people know there. faithinkids.org for all that we're doing. Wherever you are in the world... We hope you've really enjoyed these podcasts and we look forward to coming back with some more. And if you want to help pay for the next lot, that would be great. There's also a place where you can donate on the website and um, and also find out more about the Ministry of Faith and Kids. That'd be cool. So we're now going to go into Ed's final thought. I think it is a great place to finish the book of Luke by thinking about joy. The last words Luke tells us is that these disciples could not have been happier. A deep, deep sense of joy. Everything is all right. We found out by looking at Jesus going back to heaven that it's when we think about Jesus leaving to be in heaven, to rule over today, to rule over tomorrow, and he loves us. So we are safe when he is ruling over us. That is joy. So the question is, next time you wish you had a bit more joy. Next time nothing seems right with the world. What do you want to remember? What will you say to yourself? What makes even the saddest moment joyful? Where is there joy even in the saddest moment? What will you say to yourself then? Because if you remembered that, it would change everything. And also one thing you can do Mm. is listen to songs like this one by Randall Goodgame. Yes. Which is called More Than Conquerors. And it picks up a bit of the the joy that the disciples had. And Luke tells us they sang. And Luke tells us they sang. It is the normal, normal Christian thing to sing. Yeah. To sing about Jesus, to thank God and to enjoy each other's singing. And so this is um, from Romans chapter 8 verses 35 to 39 where the Apostle Paul writes about the fact that we are more than conquerors. Um, And we can be sure of that because Jesus is in heaven. He has ascended into heaven. He has done it. He has given us his spirit. And so let's uh, have a listen to this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, persecution or famine or nakedness, danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, through him who loved us. More than conquerors, we are more than conquerors. For I am convinced that neither death nor life 
Neither angels nor demons nor the present, the future nor any powers. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. Our Lord, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us, through Him who loved us, more than conquerors, we are more than conquerors. Isn't it great to know that Jesus Christ is ruling over us? When we pray, he hears our prayers. I'm going to pray now knowing that Jesus Christ on the throne can hear this prayer. If you agree with it, you say amen and he'll hear your prayer too. Let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you that Jesus Christ is on his glorious throne in heaven ruling. I thank you that as we, wherever we are sitting right now, Jesus Christ is ruling over us. We can't see him. We might not be able to feel him, but we know he is ruling. So we are safe. We can know peace and joy. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye. It's been a great first box set. Bye-bye. I am now recording. And it's, so anything you say, anything you say, is dangerous. Will be put at the end of this podcast with the explicit attempt of embarrassing you. Thank you, Jam. I do. I I do feel old when I think like that as well because I do sometimes think when I'm on a plane, I just think I can't believe this thing can fly. Yeah. This this shouldn't be right. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And Are that's we- purely because. Of the of the thrust and the lift and everything, isn't the it? The wings, the, the shape wings. of the wings, very important. Unbelievable. You can't just have sticky outy bits. Yeah. the and, shape yeah. of the wings really matters. And it's not just the jet, because the the jet moves you forward yes. and you have the propulsion, but you yes. need the lift. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you're basically being shot out of a cannon, aren't you? <laughs> How many children are still interested, Jam? I don't know. As you discover why planes stay in the air. <laughs> I, I well, I, I can't answer that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>